With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to Scuderia F1, the podcast that's always up to speed with the latest Formula One news. Follow us on Twitter at Scuderia F1 Pod and subscribe to the show on iTunes and Stitcher. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Daly and Kevin Laramay. Hey everybody, what is up? Welcome back to the podcast. As always, up to speed with Formula One here on the Overtime Media Network. I'm Mark Daly, I'm your host. Welcome back for another race report. And once again, it was Lewis Hamilton winning, as he's done on several occasions this year so far. And let's just run down the top 10 at the Spanish Grand Prix that went uh, earlier today in Barcelona. As I said, uh, Lewis Hamilton winning the 66-lap race, followed home by Max Verstappen. Valtteri Bottas rounded out the podium um, in the second round Mercedes. Lance Stroll and Sergio Perez, fourth and fifth for the, the the pink Mercedes, a.k.a. the racing points. Then you had Carlos Sainz in uh, P6. Sebastian Vettel, my driver of the day, uh, honestly, came home in uh, seventh, uh, finished up four places higher than he qualified, and uh, a bit of a gutsy uh, strategy to, to run this race, so good for Sebastian. Uh, not, not a great one, obviously. He wants to be much um, higher up on that, uh, but uh, considering how awful Ferrari has been this year. I think you got to take some positive when you can get it. More on that in a little bit. Anyways, P8 was Alex Albon in the second uh, Red Bull. Uh, ninth was uh, Pierre Gasly in the Alpha Tauri. And a tenth, Lando Norris rounding out uh, the, the top 10 in the second uh, McLaren. So going over to the Drivers' Championship, Lewis Hamilton, 132 points on top. Uh, Max Verstappen solidifying to an extent uh, his uh, second place, 95 points uh, for the Dutchman. Uh, Valtteri Bottas uh, in third place in the World Championship, not that far behind Max on 89 points, only six points uh, adrift. Charles Leclerc, awful race for him, electrical problem, forced him out and then retired because of loose seatbelts, or I think maybe that's one of the reasons that they used, but... Yeah, not a good uh, a good race uh, for for Charles and then Lance Stroll if you can believe it. Uh the Canadian is uh, fifth currently in the world championship uh, with uh, with 40 points, just uh, 5 points adrift of uh, Charles Leclerc. So there you go. Anyway, so let's talk about the race itself. There really wasn't uh, too much uh, action really going on. It uh, it was pretty obvious uh, that uh, after it got going that uh, this was going to be uh, Lewis Hamilton's race. I mean, it was very interesting, I thought. Uh, Max uh, Verstappen, he uh, held close uh, throughout the opening uh, part of the race and then faded as the race uh, w- went on. And uh, it really was uh, Lewis's race uh, to lose. And I suppose uh, it was, a from that point of view, I think it was a little bit disappointing after the... Uh, you know, all the, you know, the the problems we saw Mercedes having last week at Silverstone for the 70th anniversary Grand Prix, what the, uh, the, the tires blistering and, uh, you know, causing all sorts of havoc that uh, perhaps we were expecting, maybe some of us were at, at any rate to, to, to see a repeat of that. But 
you know, even though they talked about it, I guess they know this track uh, better than uh, than any other. I mean, uh, these guys uh, drive there, like, or they've driven there so many times uh, for testing and races. I think that uh, they could literally drive around this uh, track with their eyes closed and uh, still be able to uh, complete uh, the entire race uh, distance. But uh, yeah, I mean, like I was saying on the regular show just a couple of days ago, that I think the one unexpected uh, variable running at uh, this Grand Prix that might uh, bring uh, about a similar issue that we saw last week uh, with the with the blistering tires for the Mercedes was that the the fact that uh, because of the shutdown we had and the delay to the start of the season moved uh, Barcelona from the, the middle of May to the middle of August and uh, well I think the track temperature uh, at one point in the race was about 48 degrees uh, Celsius so so pretty warm I think air temperature was about uh, 29 30 degrees Celsius so a fairly warm day and it just uh, didn't uh, didn't pass out uh, that way. Anyways, uh, let, let's talk a, a little bit now what the race winner had to say. Lewis said that he felt he was in a daze as he literally ground everybody into the uh, into the pavement. And I mean, he was over 20 seconds ahead of uh, Max uh, by the time he uh, crossed uh, the, the, the finish line. So his lead in the championship is now almost 40 points, 37 points uh, to, to be exact. in Formula One with uh, 156 uh, podiums uh, to his name. Uh, anyways, uh, Lewis had to say after the race, uh, race quote, I was just in a daze out there. I was in a different zone. I felt really good. Fantastic effort from the team, but God, it felt good out there today. It was a real surprise because we had this problem with the tires. Management was very, very good. That's ultimately our understanding of what happened last week that we brought into this weekend and inevitably enabled us to do what we did today. I didn't even know it was at the last lap at the end. That's how zoned in I was. I was ready to keep going, end quote. So there you go. And uh, there's just a confirmation uh, that uh, I see here that uh, that uh, the, the track temperature did reach 50 degrees uh, centigrade uh, during the race, which was several degrees uh, warmer than, than, than last week. So that really, um, you know... It, it it just goes to show you that uh, when it comes to uh, to, to Mercedes, that uh, you know, that quite often when they 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 run into these uh, these setbacks and uh, a lot of these issues, that they they do find a way to uh, really uh, persevere and push through these things and come out just stronger on the other side. Although I did uh, remember seeing one of those super slow mo angles on the car, uh, uh, Lewis's car, at one point uh, during the race. I think uh, I don't remember exactly what uh, what lap it was. I, I seem to recall it was probably about a third, maybe halfway uh, through the race. And I noticed that there, that his uh, right rear tire, I think he was running softs at the time, uh, could be uh, wrong. Uh, but uh, he, I did notice that they, they were marking up a, a little bit on the uh, the outer uh, side of that right rear tire. Ultimately, it wasn't an issue. And uh, the, the tires coming off of those uh, W11s uh, today looked a lot better than, than, than last week. I mean, they, they really were miles ahead and, and a little bit disappointing. I think uh, for for Max Verstappen as well because he was uh, so good last week he had the the advantage uh, over the two Mercedes cars and I mean uh, you just fast forward a week that uh, just the, the like I say the the, the difference that uh, that the tires looked coming off the Mercedes cars was a, a world of a difference compared to a week ago but I mean last week at Silverstone I mean uh, Max's tires they, they were coming off and looking really good but the, the 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 tires coming off the two Mercedes cars last week just looked really nasty I mean blistered and just 
really, really rough looking, but, uh, you know, they, they found a way to push through it. Anyways, uh, Valtteri Bottas uh, is admitting that, uh, that the championship is now drifting away. So he's now 43 points behind his teammates. And uh, as I said, off the top of the show, he's uh, six points uh, behind uh, Max Verstappen, which, you know, that that is doable. But you don't uh, race in Formula One to say, I hope I finish runner up to Lewis Hamilton. I want to win the damn thing. But it is uh, going to be um, <laughs> pretty, pretty tough for anybody to catch uh, Lewis Hamilton. Uh, well, I think uh, Max obviously hoping that uh, that he can catch up to, to to Lewis, but 43 points, that is a real big one. I mean, go back to 2016, uh, Nico Rosberg was in a similar advantage uh, after it was four races, because remember that that year Lewis got off to a bit of a rough start. And uh, Nico run, uh, won the first uh, four races of that season. And uh, when, when Lewis struggled, he opened up uh, a, a gap too, which I believe at its uh, biggest point uh, was also 43 points. And Lewis, although he came very, very close uh, and, and could have won it at that final race of the year at uh, at Abu Dhabi, you know, just ultimately there, there, there was just, uh, it was too much to ask. And I think that uh, that year, the, the one crucial result that really put the nail in the coffin in Lewis's fight back to try and uh, win the championship and, and, and steal it away from Nico Rosberg is when his engine lad let go at the Malaysian uh, Grand Prix. Anyway, so let's get back to, 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 to Valtteri Bottas. Again, a bad start. Uh, you know, he was a second uh, behind his uh, teammate and, um, well, what do you say? I mean, obviously he was on on the inside of the track uh, compared to uh, you know the uh, where where Lewis was on pole. There was more rubber down on there. I think that obviously had a little bit to, to do. But I mean, he lost a couple of places right off the start again. Very similar to uh, what happened in in Hungary a couple of weeks ago. I mean that that time that was uh, because he uh, he uh, mistimed the start and was looking at some of the the indicators on his dashboard rather than the red lights on the gantry over start finish line, and just uh, mistimed it. But the, the the point is that in both races, he lost several points or sorry, several positions off of the start. And at that point, uh, he was just uh, going to be um, <clears throat> he was going to be uh, just fighting to catch up, which, uh, you know, is just uh, impossible, especially on a track like Barcelona, where you don't typically see a lot of overtaking and uh <laughs> You know, it really comes down to, uh, you know, track position and also, uh, you know, a little bit of luck on pit stops uh, at, at times. But anyway, so we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that. I got some stats comparing uh, Lewis Hamilton's teammates over recent years. We'll talk about that after the break. So don't go away. We'll be back in just a moment. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights and more. Whether you're into speed, power or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
All right. Well, welcome back to the show. And yes, uh, just uh, sticking with uh, Valtteri Bottas, uh, just to, to finish that thought from uh, before the, uh, the, the 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 break there, he had to say about uh, his start at uh, the Spanish Grand Prix, quote, initial analysis is just a bad start. I think the initial getaway from the line was just not quite good enough. And also my reaction time could have been a bit better. So it's just not the perfect start when it was needed. And on this track, if the guys behind you get a toe from you and you don't get the toe, uh, if your start is not better, you pay the price. So that's it. Initially disappointed, of course, it's far from ideal. I have no clue actually what the points difference is, but it's way too big. And I can again see the championship uh, drifting away. So we'll take a couple of days to look at everything and see what went wrong and again, move on. But obviously at this point, very disappointing. But yes, I know I'll always bounce back, but no doubt in spa as always. I'll be in full mental health, giving everything I have. But for now, I just want to be somewhere else than here right now, end quote. So uh, obviously he's being uh, realistic and somewhat uh, a little bit uh, defeatist, but can you really blame him though? And as as much as I respect uh, Valtteri Bottas, I I don't think you can really honestly say that, uh, that, that he's going to be uh, a serious rival to, to to Lewis Hamilton. I mean, break it down. So Lewis Hamilton was teammates with Nico Rosberg at Mercedes. We're just going to stick now with the uh, with, with the turbo hybrid era. Okay, so they were teammates uh, 2014, 2015, 2016. Lewis winning uh, those two seasons. Uh, Nico Rosberg, of course, winning world championship in 2016. Uh, after he retired, uh, Bottas came in in 2017. Has been on a one year contract uh, you know, repeatedly ever since. So. Lewis has been teammates with these for these guys for three full seasons each. Obviously, you're going to have four with uh, Valtteri Bottas by the time uh, this season is over. But after the end of the the, the Hamilton Rosberg partnership at uh, Mercedes, between the two of them, Lewis Hamilton over that uh, that time frame from 2014 to 2016 won 31 races. He won 11 in 2014, and then 10 in 10, and 15 in 16. Uh, Nico Rosberg won five, six, and then nine over the same uh, the the same time frame. So the Grand total, Lewis Hamilton in 2014 to 2016, 31 uh, race victories compared to 20 to for, for Nico Rosberg. Then you look at um, the, the past three years when Hamilton's been partnered with, uh, with, with Valtteri Bottas. Bottas has won seven Grand Prix. That's a phenomenal achievement considering there are not very many people on the face of the planet that have ever won a Grand Prix. So, I mean, very good for, for, for Valtteri Bottas. But you look at Lewis Hamilton over the course of uh, 2017 to 2019, won another 31 Grand Prix. So 62 uh, race wins for, for Lewis Hamilton since uh, 2014. And then you break it down. Uh, Bottas won three in 2017, nothing in 2018, and then four races last year. I mean, that that's very good. I mean, let, let's be fair. But that's not going to win you a world championship, especially if you're trying to you know, to beat Lewis Hamilton, who won nine, 11, and then 11 uh, races again last year. So the point is that um, that... that Although I'm, I'm not comparing uh, Nico Rosberg to uh, Lewis Hamilton. I'm just uh, making the point that uh, Nico Rosberg won a lot more races in that same time frame, three-year uh, span, that I'm comparing him to, to, to Valtteri Bottas more than double and the thing was that uh, he was able to push uh, Lewis a lot harder uh, a lot more regularly won a world championship and of course we all know how bad that relationship was between the, those two guys and I think that the, the the point I'm trying to make is that from Mercedes point of view 
Valtteri Bottas is the perfect uh, teammate to, to, to Lewis Hamilton. He's the perfect guy to have at uh, Mercedes because he's going to get you a lot of points. He's going to get a lot of podiums. You know he's going to win. Uh, he, he's good for a couple or several race wins um, a season. I mean, we'll, we'll take 2018 out of the mix at the moment as a bit of an outlier. I mean, he's already won a race uh, this year. He might win uh, another race or two maybe this year. Depends, uh, you know, how dominant his teammate is. But the point is that... Most days, most Sundays, most race days, he's not going to be a match for for Lewis Hamilton as regularly as, say, Nico Rosberg was. He, he was just able to push Lewis Hamilton a, a little bit uh, more. And, uh, you know, the, the the bonus for Lewis Hamilton is, is he doesn't have a guy getting under his skin like uh, that, that Nico Rosberg did. Total Wolf doesn't have to have uh, have to worry about you know his his superstar the you know, multiple multiple world championship uh, winning uh, driver uh, getting into uh, fisticuffs and uh, shenanigans with uh, with his uh, teammate on the track. I mean, I could not imagine a situation unfolding between Valtteri Bottas and Lewis Hamilton like we saw with uh, Lewis and uh, Nico at say Austria, Spain, Spa. I mean, you know, take all these different uh, you know different incidents uh, that happened a bit between the two of them. I mean, there's no wonder there was a toxic uh, relationship uh, and, and uh, atmosphere in the team at that time. But, you know, you don't have that with uh, with, with Valtteri Bottas. I mean, the, the thing is, he's going to help the, the team win the Constructors' Championship. He's going to help them win a, a ton of points. But let's be honest. I, I mean, unless Lewis really, he starts to slide, you know, he's, st- you know, he's just not as dominant as he is now. I mean, He's just not really going to be seriously pushed by uh, Valtteri Bottas uh, most weekends. I mean, but, you know, in fairness, uh, Bottas has had his moments, but I don't uh, really expect uh, to see him, you know, fighting and, and closing that gap to him. I mean, the thing is, the times that you see Lewis Hamilton have a bad weekend, like we saw at the Austrian Grand Prix at uh, at the start of this year, those times and those incidents are extremely rare. I mean, not only is Lewis an extremely good racing driver, I mean, he's obviously one of the best ever. I mean, we've uh, we've talked about that. Where he sort of finishes up, I mean, I think ultimately you have to reserve judgment uh, until he finally decides to, to call it a career. But I mean, he's definitely one of the best ever. There's no doubt about it. And um, he's just flawless. I I mean, the the, the times that he makes mistakes are far and few between. And the the, the thing is, I mean, if if, if Bottas was seriously going to contend and and fight Lewis Hamilton for the world championship this year, he's already made too many mistakes. That that bad start at uh, at the Hungarian Grand Prix, the bad start uh, today. And of course, you know, at Silverstone over the course of those two races, the issues he had with his tires, the strategy that we saw that the team decide to um, you know leave Lewis out which ultimately or longer based on what they saw after the tires came off of Valtteri's car of course he might feel a bit peeved about that but ultimately I guess you know that's that that's an internal matter down to the team and he is the number two driver I mean let's face it I mean Lewis Hamilton's always going to get the benefit of the call the benefit of the decisions and everything like that just because he is Lewis Hamilton he's the number one driver he's going to tie Michael Schumacher's record for world championships uh, this season unless something bizarre happens and Lewis goes completely off the boil and uh, you know he he throws his championship away which is not going to happen It, it just isn't going to happen but the point is I mean Bottas has already made too many mistakes he's dropped too many points 
and he's just not going to be able to, to to close that gap. I mean, sorry to say that, uh, Voltaire, but uh, that's just uh, the, the the way it is. And uh, until uh, Lewis, uh, like I say, he he somehow loses that edge uh, and is just uh, becomes you know or it just is not as fast as he is now, or Bottas manages to to kick it up a gear. Just can't see it uh, happening. But uh, anyways, that's uh, just my uh, my my two st- cents. Anyways, moving over to uh, Max Verstappen now. Uh, so he had issues, of course, uh, coming into this uh, race. He had to uh, he had to, uh, uh, to switch back to a previously used uh, engine because uh, and a turbo and MGUH and K units. And uh, there were actually no penalties associated with those uh, changes, which was uh, good for Max. But uh, you know there was uh, some. I, he just wasn't didn't have the top end uh, power or the speed but you know sadly i think that uh, it was just a little bit uh, too much to hope for that uh, that he might be able to to, to push the, the uh, you know lewis hamilton <clears throat> excuse me a little bit uh, too uh, uh, you know i think it was uh, just too much to hope for this uh, week anyways uh, a spokesman for Red Bull uh, told uh, motorsport.com uh, uh, after uh, Saturday, uh, quote, uh, after spotting an anomaly on the data from the Max's PU, we decided we best to change it to a previously used PU for the race and we were, were granted permission to do so by the FIA. End quote. So, you know, that uh, that obviously I think may have uh, compromised uh, Max uh, to a, uh, a little bit, but... Again, uh, today, I mean, when, when Lewis admits that uh, he's just uh, in the zone and it was, uh, you know, things were just going that they, the, the way that they were, uh, it would have taken something really special from, from Max Verstappen. And we just know right now that uh, that the W11 is just better than uh, everyone else. We've seen its weaknesses, obviously, uh, over the course of a couple of weekends at, uh, at Silverstone. But by and far, most uh, situations, uh, m- most race conditions, it is still going to be the best car. But, uh, you know, it, it is interesting, though, just to, to see that, uh, you know, how much of a difference there is between Hamilton and, and, and Valtteri Bottas. I mean, if, if Hamilton was out of the mix uh, today, that that race would have been uh, between uh, uh, Bottas and Max, and Max would have come out on, on top. But when you have a driver as good as Lewis Hamilton, it's in, in the zone like he was, Who's really going to be there uh, to, uh, to catch him? And sadly, it uh, it wasn't Max. Anyways, uh, I'm just going to take another quick uh, break here on the Overtime Media Network. So don't go away. We'll be back in just a moment. All right. Well, welcome back to the podcast. It is always up to speed with Formula One here on the Overtime Media Network. So just sticking uh, quickly now with uh, Max uh, Verstappen. So he had uh, after a couple of things to say after the the, the race, uh, just uh, explaining his uh, bit of a, a tirade, a little tantrum on on the radio, and uh, he had to, to say that it was uh, it was prompted by what he called uh, him massively struggling to to keep his tires going uh, towards uh, the end of his uh, you know his first stint. In, in the race uh, so anyways uh, he was um, he was able to eventually finish on the podium in second which was his fifth in the row uh, which is uh, really really good uh, again you know split the, the two Mercedes cars um, but uh, he, he was really good like uh, you could tell like during the beginning of the, the the race there he was within a couple of seconds of Lewis Hamilton but I mean he had to drop back because uh, of course that was just uh, too close and he was holding there steady for quite a while at about three and a half to, to, to four seconds 
distance. I mean, just close, but not too close, right? But then he, he started uh, dropping further back. He got to about eight, got to about 10. I think it was at about 11 when he went in for his uh, his uh, pit stop. Uh, anyways, uh, when uh, when the when he got to about an eight second gap, he was heard over race radio telling his uh, engineer that they, uh, they should focus on their race rather than uh, trying to catch uh, Lewis. And then uh, he went on to say that uh, that he felt uh, that they weren't as fast as the Mercedes on the on the on the on the soft tires. So, uh, anyways, um, Max went uh, went on to say that uh, he wanted to go into the pit uh, for for new tires, and uh, he said, "Quote: You want me to repeat a bit, uh, again? These effing tires are dead." End quote. <laughs> so a little bit colorful colorful language, uh, but uh, anyways, uh, Max said after the race that it was important for the team not to to get distracted by what uh, you know. Uh, Hamilton and Bottas uh, were doing at uh, that point uh, in the race. Anyways, uh, Max had to say, quote, at the end of the day, you can't control what they're doing. The only thing you can control is what we do. So we just have to make sure that what we did uh, was the fastest possible strategy for us. I wanted to pit and they didn't call me in. So I was massively struggling on the tires. I lost uh, quite a bit of lap time over the last two laps. I already said on the radio, I don't care if you pit me behind the racing points because I would uh, pass them easily anyways, because we are faster, especially on the new tires. That was the uh, the conversation. End quotes. Well, you know, Max always good uh, for a little bit of uh, you know. He calls a spade a spade. <laughs> he certainly is not uh, you know shy of uh, voicing his uh, opinions uh, when he needs uh, to to do so. Anyway, like I said off the top of the show. Sebastian Vettel, uh, he, I, I think he was uh, voted uh, by the, uh, the 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 viewers as the driver of the day, and I think he he should have done. I mean, obviously Seb very disappointing, qualified only in eleventh, and uh, he's just really really having a tough tough year. And you know, it, it's not fun to watch uh, when you see a guy that was uh, challenging uh, for for race victories not all that long ago, to just to see how they've really fallen off of the cliff. But I mean. Uh, you look uh, today, the only car that didn't finish this uh, race was his teammate, uh, Charles Leclerc. I mean, this car is just uh, just not there. I mean, it is just, uh, it's a real lemon. It's just uh, a terrible, terrible car. And really makes you wonder why, uh, you know, like obviously they they, they had uh, issues with that uh, high downforce model that they went with uh, last year, which, uh, you know, they were going to change. Then there was all this uh, controversy with the with the power unit, and then this secret agreement that he came to the FAA, and they come into this season that much slower than anyone else. So it really makes you wonder what uh, you know the FAA found, and uh, you know you had uh, people like uh, you know Max Verstappen again, uh, you know somebody very vocal and uh, pointed and not uh, afraid to spe- speak their mind. I mean, uh, Max said a couple times uh, last year that uh, Ferrari were flat out. Uh, cheating when it came to what they were doing with their with their power units and so it really makes you wonder why they're you know like what the lack of uh you know the or the problem is and lack of speed that they have is it uh, is it the you know the, the aerodynamics on the car is it the engine is it both and uh it, it really makes you wonder anyways uh, sebastian uh, he had to say that there was nothing to lose with uh, the one uh, stop uh, pit stop uh, strategy that uh, they went for and uh, he gained uh, you know four places he got to seventh obviously if you're sebastian vettel you want to be finishing a lot higher than that but uh, I, I think that uh, you know it really worked uh, you know for them and i think you got to give um, them uh, you know you got to give them props uh, for that anyways uh, seb had to say after the race quote it was uh, it's quite simple we didn't have anything to lose. 
we were P11 and I think we were trying to offset until the end of the race. So obviously we were catching the cars in front. They pitted for their second stop, but I was not in a rush to catch them and managing the tires. Then I was told to push, which I did. And I was told to make it to the end or asked if I could make it to the end. I said, well, you could have asked for that three laps before because I asked a couple of times, what's the target? How long do we want to go? So I could look after my tires. I said we tried to make it. The last five laps were really, really difficult. Obviously, it helped that we got uh, lapped, uh, to be honest. Not always the case, but today it was. We obviously took uh, that risk because we had nothing to lose, and it did pay off, but it wasn't the plan before the race to do close to use, uh, close to 40 laps on the softer tire, end quote. So that is actually a, a, amazing. I mean, he pitted on lap 29 for soft tires. I mean, it's, it's a 66-lap race. So, yeah, you know, certainly uh, you're very, very good. I mean, uh, Carlos Sainz, uh, you know, passed him uh, pretty easy but I mean he he managed to stay in uh, in the front of some other guys like uh, Danny Ricardo, Pierre Gasly, uh, Alex Albon and um, you know I I think it's a a good result uh, for Sebastian Vettel I mean obviously it's not a podium it's not a victory but it's something it's something to to, to feel good about in a season that has had not very many bright uh, moments uh, you know for for the four-time world champion Anyways, uh, as Vettel did uh, also uh, explain why he uh, was uh, frustrated and uh, at, you know at the uh, you know uh, during the race, and uh, you know it, it's kind of I, I guess there was a lot of frustration going around not just uh, with Max Verstappen but also uh, with Vettel because uh, you know, he went on to explain why he, he was uh, cursing at his uh, you know at his engineer during the race. Uh, anyways, um, you know, the, the engineer, his engineer asked him, "Quote: uh, What do you think about going to the end with?" The these tires and uh, Seb's uh, initial response, uh, which was uh, uh, bleeped out and uh, uh, and uh, censored, was "Ah, for f sakes, I asked you this uh, before." <laughs> End quote. Anyways, after the, uh, the the race, you know, Seb, uh, you know, like I was saying just uh, before that, uh, the, the previous quote I had that uh, you know he was told to, to push uh, several laps uh, earlier, and then uh, you know which uh, kind of went against uh, the the logic of the one uh, one stop uh, strategy. So, anyways, uh, interesting. Uh, it's always kind of funny to hear some of these things, and 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 sometimes I really wish that we could get uh, you know more of the race uh, radio. I know sometimes it gets uh, uh, you know filtered out, and it would really be cool to to get access to each and every uh, radio feed uh, for for all the the, the drivers because I'm sure, like I say, we're we're missing out on uh, quite a bit. Anyways, uh, Matteo Bonato, team uh, principal at uh, Ferrari, says that he is uh, surprised uh, that uh, there have been uh, stories that uh, there's tension between himself and Ferrari and Sebastian Vettel. And, uh, well, this has been uh, going on uh, for, for a little bit, and you have to kind of uh, wonder, you know, <laughs> why there, there shouldn't be. I mean, you know, his car hasn't been uh, any good, and uh, he's been uh, quite a bit off the pace even compared to his uh, his own teammate. Uh, anyways, uh, Bonato told uh, Sky Sports Italia, quote, we often we prefer to talk openly, others don't, uh, perhaps as so not to, to reveal their intentions. We think it's the right way, even if we ask questions on both sides. Looking at the last races, the choices have made uh, have proved to be correct. So we welcome the discussion and the question marks. For us, they are open dialogues that uh, lead us to make the, the right choice. And then uh, when he went on uh, to more to be, uh, you know, talked about the, the relationship uh, with Vettel, uh, he said, uh, quote, I do not notice what you're mentioning, at least from our side, we've not uh, changed a different type of tone.
alone or what else. So I'm quite surprised it's not the case, end quote. So, you know, take it, uh, take it at that, but kind of makes you wonder. I mean, people are going to speculate uh, about that. I mean, when there's, uh, you know, there that many problems and that many issues, I think it's just uh, natural that it's uh, going to pop up uh, from, from time to time. And uh, uh, Sebastian Vettel also uh, w- went on to say that uh, he would actually speak up if he felt that uh, that uh, he wasn't being treated fairly at uh, Ferrari or if they were really starting to favor uh, Charles Leclerc. I mean, Charles is going to be the, the, the number one driver there, and he's, he's obviously the rock star, star in the air. Well, the, the air now, not really the air apparent. Uh, but anyways, uh, you know, Seb w- w- was talking about it uh, and um, he was asked, uh, you know, if he was getting equal uh, treatment with his uh, teammate. And uh, he said, uh, quote, at the moment, I would think so. If not, I would say otherwise. I'm not trying to get into any of this. I'm just trying to do my job. Obviously, at the moment, it's not plain sailing and all calm. It's a rather rough sea, but it is what it is. I have to do the best I can, which is staying focused and waking up in the morning and trying to do the best I can and being fairly open-minded and trying to tackle it. I didn't have great weekends at Silverstone, no, normally a track I really like. I didn't get into the uh, great feeling with the car and was able to extract as much as Charles for, was for whatever reasons. There's not much I can do other than doing my job and working together with the guys uh, around my, and uh, my car to make sure we get the best package together. End quote. So there you go. Anyways, I mean, it. Yeah, you just got to kind of read between the lines. But I think that uh, if there was a lot more, that uh, maybe there there would be a little bit more diplomatic, but uh, about it. But certainly, Bonato and uh, and Vettel are uh, you know shrugging it off. And I mean, it, it's got to be a bit of a weird situation for both sides, knowing that Vettel is going to be leaving at the end of the year. But still, I mean, he's got a job to do. He's a pro, and uh, you know. And and I just couldn't see it, uh, you know, be being any other way at the moment. But you know, it, it is pro sports, and uh, there's a lot at stake, and things could change, and maybe it will, maybe it won't. Just have to keep an eye on it. Also, just uh, before I go here, apparently, uh, Turkey and Jerez in Spain are also uh, in contention for possible 2020 uh, slots uh, before the end of the year. So we like as we've talked about a number of times. So we have uh, 13 races uh, confirmed uh, for this year. So it means that the Turkish Grand Prix could possibly uh, get uh, back on the the F1 calendar for the first time in almost a decade. Last time they raced in Turkey was 2011, and they could get a spot uh, towards the end of uh, uh, end of uh, 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 November. So um, Jerez, uh, they haven't uh, raced there since 1997. So that that uh, you know they're still considering that, and that would be another uh, you know a race that could uh, you know help uh, bolster the, the the calendar. So you know we we have. Uh, one way, uh, week uh, break here. We go to uh, the Belgian Grand Prix, and that is going to be on the the, the 28th uh, of uh, of August. That's uh, 11 days uh, from now. Followed up uh, the, the the week after by the Italian Grand Prix at Monza, and then we're going to Mugello for the uh, the, the Tuscany uh, Grand Prix. And then you get uh, the the bit of the shaken up uh, calendar after that. I mean, uh, Belgium and uh, and Monza pretty much uh, in the, the the places we really uh, usually see them. Uh, then Tuscany, obviously, that's a new one. The Eiffel GP at the uh, at the Nurburgring that is at the the beginning second week in October, and then uh, then we have uh, Portimao in Portugal at uh, you know third week of uh, October, and then uh, you know go have Imola a Halloween weekend uh, the thirty first of October. So it's it's all going to be really um, uh, weird. So we'll see whether or not uh, Turkey and Jerez uh, get thrown into the calendar, but certainly one to to keep an eye on. And uh, I would expect uh, at some point uh, we'll get uh, Bahrain confirmed. 
but we'll just have to to stay uh, tuned. Uh, I mean, uh, it it is really amazing that they've been able to do what they've been doing. You know, if they they can get a couple more of these uh, races and get between that 15 and 18 uh, race uh, total, which uh, they've been aiming for all this time. I mean, they were even saying a couple of weeks ago that uh, that that perhaps Malaysia and and even Vietnam were still uh, possibilities uh, uh, this year. So still a lot to to be decided. And certainly I'll be keeping an eye on it, as I'm sure all of you will be doing as well. And that's it. That's all the time I got for this uh, this race uh, report, this wrap-up uh, for the Spanish Grand Prix. Thank you very much uh, for downloading and listening to the show. We'll be back with the regular weekly show in a couple of days towards the end of the week. And until then, happy Monday and uh, have a great week. Talk to you again soon. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Scuderia F1 podcast. If you want to get the show notes for this episode, then head over to ScuderiaF1Pod.com. Want to get in touch with us? Then email us at ScuderiaF1Pod at gmail.com.